Welcome back. We certainly don't see all this that way, do we? Not in the day-to-day -day sense. It's like we're in Plato's cave, where everyone is sitting in the back of the cave, mesmerized by the shadows on the back of the cave wall. We soon forgot about everything else, and this wall became our reality, our world. And we watch what we call birth and death, war and economy, whatever. Everything plays out on that wall. Everything is there, and we have a name for every shadow. But eventually, one by one, some began to wonder about the origins of these shadows, and slowly they turned their heads to see. And what do you think they saw? They began to notice the actual things that were casting the shadows on the wall that everyone else took as real. The actual things that were causing these shadows of birth and death and of war and economy and whatnot. But to see these things, you must turn your head and stop watching the cave wall. It's absolutely impossible to see them if you don't. Quite frankly, you're looking the wrong way. And before I reached my current perspective, whenever images appeared on what I saw as the cave wall, and what most call reality or the real world, I too watched these shadows transfixed and on the edge of my seat. Seeing how they played out on that wall or my world was my primary focus, just like everyone else. But as I moved farther down the path, my perspective changed. Though I clearly still see the shadows that move across the cave wall, and although I am acutely aware of how they may tweak and play the emotions and motivations, and therefore the very actions of the others I share this cave with, and so they do affect me in some ways, still, somewhere along the line, the shadows on that wall that I once thought were of primary importance became, well, just details to me. And now, when something new shows up on the cave wall, I can no longer focus upon it as I once could. I can't even take it very serious. I can't. It will barely show up before my instinctive reaction isn't to watch it to see what it's going to do, but rather my reaction is to turn my head and see what is actually causing those images and shadows and events to seem to appear. I want to see what's casting the shadow there, whether they be shadows of war or of disease, of birth, of happiness or sadness. It doesn't matter because I now know that the way they play out on the cave wall is secondary, actually. It's details. Just details. And if I have the noble goal of actually affecting or changing what appears on this wall that we think of as reality, then I must deal with what is casting the shadow, not the shadow itself, don't I? And that's the biggest part of this message I really would like for you to hear today. There's going to be a lot to hear, but this is so important. If you actually want to truly affect these shadows, all these things that we're going to talk about today, if you truly want to affect these shadows that we take for reality as they play across our cave wall, then we must deal with what is casting 
the shadows. For that is the actual origin point, the entry point, the true root of all these things that we fear that seem to show up in our world. All these shadows, as big and as fierce and as devastating as they may seem, they're only fruit. Yep, just fruit, byproducts. And if we truly don't want any more metaphorical apples, shall we say, to appear in our yard, then we have to take down that tree. Pruning it will only seem to work short term, and in the end, it can make matters worse. And these are the things that we're calling forward, and it's this simple. These apples are on our ground because we've allowed an apple tree to grow there. And it's the same with our current fascination with 2012 and the extraterrestrials and the conspiracy theories and the Illuminati and all that. Like your Uncle John that I mentioned in the last series, these current fascinations are just archetypal projections from within the psyche. And though it's true that we're all one, it would also be true to see this projection as a group projection of the collective unconscious a collective apple tree of sorts. And these are their fruit. All of these things trying to appear on your cave wall are the fruit of something else. Well, what are they the fruit of? They are the fruit of not fully seeing our oneness. And I'll explain more about this in just a moment. But as I have mentioned before, the alien archetypal projection seems to always appear when we are seeking to bump up to a higher band of understanding. And that is the root of our current fascination with aliens. Our sudden focus on this heralds the coming of this new awareness. And some will view this new awareness, this new understanding as alien and something to fear while others welcome it as benign and benevolent. So, in the same way that your Uncle John was the vehicle through which you delivered yourself unconditional love in the last series, this extraterrestrial 2012 conspiracy Illuminati, whatever you want to call it, hoo-ha, is the vehicle through which mankind is attempting to deliver ourselves this higher understanding of oneness. It is, I promise. Okay, so let's back up a bit. What about the reptilians? The reptilians, oh my. There is quite a lot of fear and interest around this concept, isn't there? But it is only a shadow on your cave wall. The way that you are attempting to deliver this new understanding, this new paradigm. And if you're obsessed with the reptilian end of it, then you are wary of this new awakening. It feels alien to you. And in your fear, you feel you're not quite prepared to receive it, and so you have directed your focus towards the more adversarial manifestation of reptilian aliens or whatever instead of the benign and helpful ones. But it doesn't have to be this way. Please join me for the next part.